Today we uh, get to look at Psalm 63, and this is, uh, I, I think I've said this before, this is one of my favorite psalms. Psalm 18 is certainly one of my favorite psalms, but this is one of my favorite psalms as well. And it, it's talking about spiritual longing, and, and so we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. I want to start off with a story, and my story is this, can, uh, is, is, can you imagine being lost in the desert? Well, uh, in 1994, Mario uh, Poprosky, a 39-year-old Italian ultra runner, uh, found himself lost in the Sierra Desert. You see, he had signed up to do a, an ultra marathon run in the Sierra Desert. It was going to take several days to do. He was going to run a grueling 245-kilometer race. There were 80 participants. Um, in the desert, it can get up to 40 degrees in the, in the summertime, and, and it can actually peak out at 80. And as the temperature rises, something else happens as well, and that is sandstorms. With the rising temperature, they can actually whip up their own storm, their own wind. And this is exactly what happened to Mario. On the fourth leg, he was running, and he and the temperature started to rise. the The wind started to pick up, and he found himself in a sandstorm. It was awful. It was terrible. Um, and and as he as this storm picked up, he he decided he was going to try to push on, and so he he kept on uh, more walking than running, and he he tried to push on. And, and as he did, the, the sand was just ripping at his clothes and tearing at his face. And, and any flesh that was out, he could just, it just felt like it was rubbing it raw like sandpaper. Finally, evening came and Mario decided he would stop for the night. He found a bush. He laid down next to it. He wrapped a, a towel around his face and, um, and he decided he, he hopefully could wait out the storm and then find help in the morning. When morning came, the storm was done. He climbed up onto a sand dune to look around, and he realized that he was utterly lost. Now, when you're doing ultra running, one of the things that you do do is you do carry food with you. You carry supplies with you. You, you, uh, you carry water with you. But that is not enough to last a long time. And so early on, um, he tried to ration out his food, but his food was going to run out if it was any length of time. And eventually, it did. And he also recognized that he was going to run out of water, and so he started to save his pee. I know it sounds awful, but he did. And he knew that it wasn't good for him to drink that, but he also knew that it could mean life and death for him. And as it turned out, it was something that helped him but also hurt him. Well, I'll speed up the story and tell you that on day eight, miraculously, Mario found an oasis. And he got to this oasis, and he found a, a small puddle of water, and he came to it, and he fell down into this water. And his throat was so swollen, and, and, and his, his mouth was so swollen, he could hardly take in that water. And so for hours, he just laid there, lifting water up to his up to his, his lips, drinking in this water. Um, he, uh, he slept by the, by the water that night. He woke up, he filled up his water bottles, and he took off. And then miraculously, day nine, he found a, a group of people who were herding goats, and they were able to get help for him. 
when he finally got into the hospital, they had to give him 16 liters of intravenous fluid to renew his body from dehydration. And when it was all said and done, he had traveled more than 289 kilometers off course from his original place. That would be like starting a marathon in Vancouver and finishing in Kelowna. That's how far off course. Well, why the lengthy story? I wanted to give a picture of what it would look like or what it would feel like to thirst for water. Can you imagine eight days, your mouth is parched and you come to this water and all you want to do is take it in because you know that it's going to feel so good. In Psalm 63, that is what we have here. We have David writing about his longing to be with God. And so let's look at it together. The first First verse, it says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Can you hear the longing for David? He desires to be with God again. And, and what I take from this is that you can't long for something you don't know. You can't long for something you don't know. And, and, and that's why we need to dive in and go deep with God and, and, and spend that time with Him, pushing aside these distractions in our lives so that we can enjoy His presence. And we will long for that again and again. You know, I, I've gone to China um, and, I, and I've been to this, this, this dumpling restaurant. And I remember having my first, eating that first dumpling from that restaurant. I was watching them make it. They were making these dumplings fresh and then they would, they would uh, cook them and bring them to us. And we had plate after plate of dumplings. And I remember eating those dumplings and they were so good. I couldn't get enough of them. I walked out of there. They actually rolled me out of the store, uh, the restaurant, I'm sure. But I'll tell you this. I long for those dumplings. I long for them. And you can't long the same way as I long because you didn't experience them, but I did. And to this day, I long to have those dumplings. And the only way that I'm going to have those dumplings that way is to go back to that store and that restaurant. And I one day hope I can get back there. That's the longing that David is talking about here. He's experienced the Lord. He is engaged with the Lord. And, and so in verses two to five, this is exactly what he is saying. And so this is what it says. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. That's what he longs to get back to, that sanctuary experience, that power, that glory of God. Because of you, your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, with singing, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Do you see the experience that he's had here with, with the Lord? He's had such a great experience and he longs to be back in that sanctuary experience where he knows the power and the glory of the Lord and where he, he sings praises and he lifts his hands and he knows that what God has given him is the richest, the best of food that you could have. He is saying that that's what I long to get back to. When I think about this, um, I think it's, it's, it's great that we have these experiences with God. The problem we can have is that sometimes we try to live in the past. 
I don't think David is living in the past. He just says, I know what the past is and I know that I can have it again in the future and I long for it. But sometimes we will live in the past, isn't it true? We'll find ourselves talking about, oh yeah, in in 2015, we did this, or my church did this, or in 2000, oh, I had this great experience with God, or in 1972, I was part of revival. And those are good, and they're good memories. But if we're trying to eat off of our spiritual life of the past, and not try to say, that's what it was, but I'm going to step into the present longing to engage with God in that way. That's what David is saying here. He's not living off the past. He is longing for the present to be like the past, and it can be for us, because God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. In Joshua 4, verses 1 through 7, God tells the Israelites, listen, when I go across the Jordan, pick up 12 stones, each tribe, pick up a stone, make a monument. Why? So that you can remember the deeds that I've done. You can remember this day when I when you cross into the promised land and I gave you the promised land. We need time to remember in the past. So maybe for you today, you're listening and you're in a dry place. You're in a weary place. I want to tell you, remember those days where you were filled with God's fullness. You were filled with the richest of foods. You were in the sanctuary. You knew, you know his power and his glory. I want to tell you, remember those days and then say, God, I'm ready for them to happen again. Don't live in the past, but long for it in the future. And then we end off with this. In verses 6 to 8, we don't have time to finish all the psalm, but in verses 6 to 8, it says, On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. I have been on my bed many times not being able to sleep. (laughs) And it's because I'm fretting about something. But I know there's a difference between fretting about something and praying about something. I may not sleep in either case, but I know which where I, where I want to be. When I have something on my mind and I'm having a hard time just sleeping, I find that when I'm praying with the Lord, I actually find rest even though I don't find sleep. When I fret about something, I don't find rest. I'm exhausted because I haven't slept. I think that's what David's talking about here. I don't think I can say anything more about this psalm uh, to explain it because it's so well done. Because of you, you are my help. I can tell you, God is my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. And it's so true that that in the midst of a storm, God covers me. And in that, I can actually sing in the midst of a storm because it is his strength and it is power in that storm. And then last is, he says, I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. One man said that he was accused one day of using God as a crutch. And his response is, no, you are so wrong. I don't use God as a crutch. I use him as a stretcher. And I thought that is so good. That's what I see here. I have been where, the, where David has been. I have had to cling to God. I have, it, it, it's the only thing I can do. I am so weak in my humanity that I need his deity in my life. This is a fantastic psalm. I run through it very fast. I apologize for my quick talking, but can I say this? When you end this, take time just to slowly read through this psalm. Be encouraged by this psalm. Be encouraged in the days you have spent that you can identify. Long for the days to come. 
Rejoice if this is the day that you see God's power, that you are in his sanctuary. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for this psalm, the beauty of this psalm, the longing that David shows us. May we find ourselves every day longing to be in your presence, that we would slow down, engage with you, and know that you are with us. Amen.